Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. One of the most challenging things as a female entrepreneur, I think that this is for any entrepreneur, is just not knowing where to start and not feeling like you are smart enough, I think is always a huge thing for an entrepreneur because you're always creating something new and it's always changing. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. 
Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of our question and answer day with Lori, that is me, and Evans, that is her. (laughs) We're so excited that you guys have tuned in to another Q&A day, and we want to start off, first of all, with our review of the week. So who do we have uh, that has shouted us out and done an awesome review that we can send. An, I don't even know what we're going to send oh, this, this week. Oh, this is going to be a surprise. Yeah, it's going to be a surprise gift. But who is our review of the week? Their name is CM Villeneuve. I probably didn't pronounce that right. But they said, I stumbled across this podcast completely by accident on iTunes. I was in the darkest place I had been in a long time and just gave it a shot. I sat at my desk in tears because I felt like Lori was speaking right to me. I never Mm. imagined I would be excited for Mondays, but each new episode brings my soul so much peace. I laugh, I cry, I am challenged, and I think deeply about every word I'm left with after after listening to Earn Your Happy. There's something for every woman on this podcast, and you will not be sorry you gave Lori a shot. Oh my gosh. Okay, CM Manoeuvre. We're probably CM saying that Villeneuve. wrong. Um, thank you so much for that beautiful review. And I will say, I don't believe anything is an accident. Nope. And I believe that when the student is seeking, the teacher appears. And that has so happened throughout my entire life is the minute I start seeking, it's like that perfect thing mm-hmm. is coming into my space as long as I'm staying open. So that's really huge is I love that. just stay so open. So we will be sending you a surprise, surprise gift because we've got some fun stuff that we can't wait to send out. So thank you for the review of the week. Yay. And before we get started on our questions, okay, Evans and I have, first of all, chosen our favorite quote. Yep. And when we say favorite quote, we mean favorite quote for this very moment of how we feel, because (laughs) (laughs) this is by no means is my favorite quote. Nope. At all. (laughs) Just right now. Just for right now. So what quote did you pick and why is this something that you're feeling right now? Oh, I chose a quote by Brene Brown because I love her. And it is, (laughs) you can choose courage or you can choose comfort. You cannot have both. Oh my God. And I just thought that was one of those quotes you just need to hear every now and again. Yeah. Why are you feeling that right now? I don't, honestly, I don't know what I need to be courageous about right now. (laughs) Yeah. We kind of did like a really large, like we just got over having to use a lot of courage just Mm -hmm. over the past few months. Yep. But I just think that's a really comforting quote for moving into the new year because you're probably, here's how I'm speaking for you, right? I like it. So (laughs) speak away. Like, let me just tell you how you feel right now. Wow, so annoying. Why I have a podcast. Exactly why. Tell me, Lori. <laughs> tell me why. Because I feel as though, let me look into my crystal ball. Um, <laughs> as, though, <laughs> as though while you are moving into 2019, that you yes. probably feel a lot of expansion that is coming up I into do. your horizon. And your horizon is like, whoa. What's happening? Yeah, you can't have both. So, you know, comfort is really, really great until it's not. Right. Yeah. And you know what makes comfort awesome? Your comfort zone? What? Being courageous. Ooh, yes, it Ooh, does. Like a tiger. Oh, okay. okay, so moving on to my quote. Um, my... <laughs> My quote, and I don't know who said it because nobody Nobody actually claimed it. So anyone want to claim it? Claim it. It's happiness is not caring what others think of you. 
so basic and just so true because I think yes. that I can look back through just the the past year of times when I've been, when I felt uh, discouraged or bummed or sad and it's because I'm caring about what other people think or I'm taking something personally. Right. So F that noise. Forget it. Bye. 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 <laughs> okay. So questions that I wanted to ask you. And you guys, Evans and I are both feeling a tiny bit under the weather, so we might possibly have some day quill going on. Weird (laughs) answers. Going on with here. Uh, Going on with here, Evans. Going on with here. And some people wouldn't release episodes like this, but I think these might be the best ones. They're the most beautiful. (laughs) They're like little diamonds. They're diamonds in the rough. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... Challenging question. So we have a challenging question for each other. We have a fun question for each other. Yes. So my challenging question for you, which I don't really, I, I don't think I've reached into the deep pockets of my challenge. Like right. this, this is the upper cargo pockets of a challenging question, not the lower ones. So okay. I'm letting you off easy today. Thank you. What is something you wish you could avoid in your life right now, but also know it's what you need? Oh, that's a really hard question. Yeah. Well, upper cargo pocket. Yeah. Dang, I'm scared for the lower cargo. Well, I'm going to give you another week. <laughs> um. Wait, what's something in my life that I need to... That you wish you could avoid right now, but you also know it's what you need? Maybe some family drama. Mm. You know, holiday times kind of make me a little, make me resist a little. Yeah. But I know Right there with that, you. Yeah. I think a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. But I know that you can get through it and you need to approach it head on. You can't just hide. Yeah. You got to eat the bunt cake one bite at a time. That bunt cake. (laughs) There you go. Oh, that's a good one because I am so feeling that as well. Mm -hmm. Like you want to reconnect, but you always know that the initial connection is like, okay, how do we do this new dance? Because you're new people every year, especially if you haven't seen your family that much and you go back and you're like, no, actually I'm a different person now. So how do I show up in this new way with people who think I'm still the same? Yeah. I think a lot of people are dealing with that. All right. Fun question. If there was only one style of pizza in the entire world that you could only order for the rest of your life, what would it have to be? Oh, isn't lame? I want to say pepperoni. I love me a pepperoni pizza. I mean, it's your choice. Yeah, I love pepperoni. You have to eat it. I don't. I would want pepperoni. Okay. I think that's a good choice. Pepperoni. Pepperoni. I, I probably would have um, just cheese. Just cheese just pizza. Cheese? Mm-hmm. I love cheese. Though. Pepperoni can give me... Um, indigestion? Uh, yeah, indigestion. It can give me real bad heartburn. So if I have to oh. eat it every night, I don't want to be like the burp ups in right. bed. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Do you want a question for me? I would love that. Okay. My hard question, which I think is not in one of your pockets, um, <laughs> is what's, well, I think I already technically asked you earlier. What are you resisting right now? Oh, what am I resisting right now? Oh, okay. So I'm like on the cusp of resistance because I have one foot in and one foot out and I know that I have to go all in. So I'm Mm -hmm. I'm resisting going all in. And in (gasps) fact, I need to do a podcast about it because I know that this next year, like I I want to explode this podcast. Like I want to go all in and I'm resisting it a bit because there's so many new things that I don't know what to do with or like Mm -hmm. who to talk to about it or how to grow that the way that I want to grow it. So I'm actually a bit resistant around it because there's going to be a lot of hard work 
So I'm resisting going all in on the things that I want to go all in on because I know that they are going to be a lot of work. Great answer. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. You're welcome for sharing. Um, My (laughs) fun question is, what was your worst haircut? Oh, I'd probably have to say looking back, I in fifth grade, I did this short bob thinking that I would look good in a bob and I just looked more like a peasant boy. (laughs) (laughs) Bangs or no bangs? No bangs. Just straight classic bob. Yeah, but when you don't do anything with a bob and you just like sleep on it and you don't really like do it, it just... Like me today. Well, it's cute. <laughs> no, your hair always looks good. I don't understand it. I'm like, is that a wig? It, it is a wig. <laughs> what if I took the wig off right now? I I guess I'd be surprised. <laughs> be like, that is a wig and that's a great that's wig. That's a great wig. I know, I'd probably want to wear more you wigs. Probably should sell them. Actually, you guys, for those of you who don't know, we live in Los Angeles and wigs are very popular. Like yes. I actually have a friend who wears wigs all the time. I had no idea. And I asked her one time, I was like, how do you have perfect pink hair one day and then platinum blonde the next day? And she's like, are you really asking me this question? These are wigs. What? People here are so cool. I know. I'm like, I need the wig game. Yeah. <laughs> Same. I don't know if that's Thank you for thinking my hair looks like a wig. That is a big compliment. <laughs> You're welcome. But for real, it's an actual thing that is like very popular if you don't want to, if you want to change up your hair. I think that's great. I do too. I think it's amazing. Me too. Okay. Moving on to the Q&A portion from our listeners. Who is our first question from, Evans? First question is from at Taymill underscore. She said, what have some of your biggest challenges been as a female entrepreneur? Also, have you always known that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Mm, such a great question. Um, I can't say that I've always known I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I will say in my early 20s, I for sure started to know I wanted to be an entrepreneur because I got a very strong feeling towards when uh, people would tell me what to do at work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I literally could not, I knew that I was supposed to be following the direction that I wanted to be following, that I wanted to be constantly creating content and putting it out in my own way or doing, um, at the time it was more just like training and having my own, um, business. Mm -hmm. So I knew right away that I just, in my twenties that I was not supposed to work for somebody else anymore. But for a while I actually really enjoyed working for somebody else. So definitely happened in my 20s. I would say one of the most challenging things as a female entrepreneur, I think that this is for any entrepreneur, is just not knowing where to start and not feeling like you are smart enough, I think is always Mm -hmm. a huge thing for an entrepreneur because you're always creating something new and it's always changing. Yeah. As far as other challenges, I think that... Oh man, I mean, there's There's so many challenges to be quite honest. I would say it takes longer than you think. I I think the biggest challenge as an entrepreneur is like putting your team together Mm -hmm. and not realizing how long it takes to actually build the foundation of what you're building because you don't understand what works and what doesn't yet until you try it. So I think the first round of everything is like figuring out what does and does not work. And you don't take that into you don't take that into account. You think you can just be like up and running when really you're kind of figuring out what up and running even looks like and if that works. So I would say uh, giving yourself patience and time and know that that's just how it's going to look in the beginning is feeling so lost. And I have to be honest, like... I'm, I think as an entrepreneur, you're always going to feel somewhat lost 50% of the time. Right. So that's no the challenge. Blueprint. 
There's no blueprint. Yeah. And you've never done it before. Yeah. And you're not the person who can do it yet. Right. So there you go. Give yourself some grace. Okay. We have another question. This is from Mickey Lawjoy. Mick Jagger. (laughs) Can't believe he listens. He loves your podcast. (laughs) Mickey Lawjoy at Mickey Lawjoy. Um, what did she say? What has helped you the most in owning yourself, your story, and moving forward, creating tribe, and following your heart and dreams? Well, what a beautiful question. Mickey, that is an awesome question. So what has helped me the most in kind of owning who I am is basically the, the question. I think so. Hmm. Really, I think finally understanding after trying to be other people and trying to um, speak like other people, write like other people, talk like other people, teach like other people, that within that you find your own style. But the more that you almost like try to be like someone else, the less you come across, the, the less people connect with you. Right. And... I think the less you connect with you and the more that you can kind of look at those things and be inspired by those people, but then pull away from it for a while and try to find what your authentic voice is and what you actually like, mm-hmm. the more that you step into yourself and it it feels crazy at first because you feel like you don't have anything unique to offer and you feel like you're not as special as this other person. But the more that you actually get into that space, the more people are like, you're sending out your own signal that people can actually feel and see and it's tangible for them because mm-hmm. um, that's your own vibe and that's your own energy. So I think that really knowing that your magic is you being you. And the only way that I learned that was by trying to be other people. <laughs> so yeah. I think that that's really interesting is what what's helped me. I mean, just getting out there first of all. And I, I think that you know, trying things. Like if you see something done a certain way, try it, see how it feels until you find your own thing. So, you know, I can relate it to um, when dancers are learning to dance. It's like they get taught by a teacher and they learn the steps and they learn a lot under their, um, you know, they, they learn a lot under their teacher's way of dancing, but as they start to dance more, they have to make it their own. And then... It's like they're not their unique expression until they can like learn it enough to be able to make it their own. So I guess being in the craft enough and learning enough that finally you feel like it's in you and it's yours, like let those things that you want to do become yours, like know them so well Mm -hmm. that you can kind of like take your hands off the wheel and have it be your own. Does that make sense? Be vulnerable. did Vic Stakewell help answer that I at all? I think so. It was okay. very poetic. Okay, great. I liked it. <laughs> the next question. Oh, I think you're really going to like this question. It's from at Meredith Tilch. I'd love to hear you talk about fashion and how that's a part of our self-expression. How you pick out clothes, outfits, how your journey with your dress has been has been and evolved. We all have those fitting room blah stories. So I always find it interesting to hear how people separate things like clothing sizes and the struggle city it can be to a self-expression journey. Oh man, this is so good. And first of all, um, Meredith Tilch, what's up? She actually was one of my personal training clients. So I love that you chose her. (gasps) Meredith Tilch. And her nickname is Mare Bear. (gasps) My best friend's Mare Bear. Really? (laughs) Meredith Tilch, you're my best friend. (laughs) 
going to love that. <laughs> okay. So, you know, Meredith, I think this is so awesome because you were actually in the beginning of my journey and I've always loved clothing, but I've never um, used it as like a form of expression. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I've used it to feel good, but I will tell you in the last few years, I had this moment uh, probably four years ago now where I was looking back on Bliss Project pictures and I was on stage yeah, and I was wearing like this baggy dress with this huge sweater over it. And literally this sweater, which I think you've seen here, has a nickname here. It's called the no sex sweater. (laughs) Um, And I have lovingly nicknamed it that because it's like just the most hideous, like I am just warm and cozy. Don't touch me. Right. I'm wearing a sleeping bag sweater and I'm wearing that on stage in front of all of these women. And I realized that I wasn't just wearing it because I was cold. I was wearing it because I didn't want to be too much for anyone. Mm -hmm. And when I had that moment of realization for myself of why I was downplaying what I was wearing, and I thought, what did I actually want to be wearing that day? And it was nothing near what I was actually wearing. It's because I was too worried people wouldn't be able to hear my message if I dressed the way I wanted to dress. Right. And I thought, that's not for me to decide. It's for me to decide how I'm showing up and if my intentions are pure. But it is absolutely for me to be permission to be myself in order for them to be permission to be them. So the only way to give permission to other people to be themselves is for you to give permission to yourself to be you. So I started to give myself permission to wear whatever the hell I wanted, whether it was too much or too little or too sexy or not sexy and whatever that was for people. Like I decided that I wanted to wear what I wanted to wear. And that was a huge challenge for me because what happens is you put on what you want to wear at home. And the second you leave the house, you're like, oh my God, what am I thinking? I'm so uncomfortable. This is awful. And that's where the practice begins for me. And I still do this all of the time. Like, oh my God, I just bought this... um, I guess they're called dusters, but it's like this blue, like velvet duster that goes all the way down to the floor. And it's like, oh, I look like Stevie Nicks. Yeah. It's totally Stevie Nicks. And so while I was in the store, I was like, this is amazing. I'm Stevie Nicks and a mix yes. of Merlin, the magician. And great combo. Yeah. And it was a stretch. It was a bit pricey. And I also knew that I had to wear it enough that I would you know, feel like I was getting the use out of it. And so the first time I go to wear it, I'm like, you are ridiculous. What were you thinking? Like, this is so not you. And I was like, wear this. You wanted to wear this, like be the person who wanted to wear this and just be confident about it. And so you have to rock, if you're going to wear it, you have to rock it. So that became the practice. So you guys, this is an actual thing. It's an actual practice. So put the outfit on and then continue to say, no, you wanted to wear this. Like, rock it. Don't feel stupid in it or people are going to think you look stupid in it. Like enjoy it. Yes. And it, and it's crazy how the more that I've worn outfits like that, the more people are literally like, I want to dress like that. I want to wear stuff that's bold. Right. Um, oh my God. I wish that I'd wear the stuff that's in the back of my closet that I'm waiting to wear. Like just wear it, Pull but it let out. that be the practice for sure. So I know I'm always trying to get you to wear crazy clothes. Yes. You know what? <laughs> what? I have a pink faux fur jacket and I'm going to wear it. It's just been <gasps> sitting there. When are you going to wear it? Maybe I'll wear it to work tomorrow. You should. Why not? It's Santa Monica. Right. You can wear whatever you want. That's what's cool about California. Yeah. If anyone's worried about what you're wearing, come to California. Yeah. You can le- legit wear a furry bathrobe and people will be like, that's, that's so awesome. amazing. 
Because <laughs> it is. It is. And see, the, the only practice is if you think it's awesome is at the end right. of the day, that's it. So yeah, that's actually something that I do to expand just my comfort level around me being me and showing up more as me. Because don't get me wrong, there's a million times where I'm like, oh my God, is this going to be too much? And then I'm like, well, this is you. So get yeah. comfortable with it. And it's just the practice. So there you go. That's how I use clothes all the time, every day as a practice of stepping more into me. That's beautiful. Well, thank you. You're welcome. That's why I, I, I don't know if I pay her to say that, but who knows? I don't know. I think it's great. <laughs> She's like, that sucks. <laughs> all right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. And thank you for all of the amazing questions and the reviews. We're so grateful for you. Continue to send in your questions so that we can answer them every single week and shout you out. And for the review of the week, we always send you a cool gift. So Such I can't cool wait for gift. you to get your gift. And thanks to everyone again. And Evans. Thank you, Lori. Thank you. Signing off. Signing off. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more. Of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. 
It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthday.com slash Lori. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community. And everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, Not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody gonna be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you wanna create on a course or webinar and bam, it just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're gonna customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start 
which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers who use this. And now their smart AI platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business. Go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com.